Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Friday, January 3rd edition of the MMA OV Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. I've got some news to talk about today, a lot of fight announcements, and I got some reader questions. Kevin's caught some questions in, so looking forward to sharing those questions with you guys and answering them. I've had a little bit of uh, internet issues this morning, so uh, the podcast was a little bit later than I wanted it to be, but sorry about that. You know, we have internet issues sometimes, so that's going to happen, but uh, let's get right into today's show. All right, so... First things first, Conor McGregor. Apparently, he's going to be a standby fighter for UFC 249. This is according to UFC President Dana White, which is going to drive a lot of people mad because Conor McGregor doesn't deserve a title shot. He doesn't even want to fight in three years, four years old now, because it's been since Jan- uh, November 2016. Now it's January 2020. So he hasn't fought, fought in MMA since October 2018. He hasn't won since the Eddie Alvarez fight in November 2016. So it's been a while. Having said that, though, he's still a huge name. So when I saw Dana White say this, I wasn't too shocked by it. He still needs to be a cowboy next week. So that's got to happen. Uh, actually, in two weeks, I should say. Once that happens, though, that puts Connor in a really good spot in the lightweight division. Even though left fight's taking place at Walter Ray, it still puts Connor in a great spot at lightweight. So Justin Gaethje's not happy about this, obviously. He wants the title shot. He wants to be the standby fighter. And I, I don't blame him, obviously. Anyone would want to be because uh, it'd be even Tony of. Can't that fight's been canceled four times in the past? The fifth time could be the charm, we'll see. But if it doesn't happen, we're be surprised, honestly. Probably not, right? So, Conor McGregor is going to be the first guy to step in line, according to Dana White. And again, a lot of fans, I posted the article on BJ Penn, fans aren't too happy about this. Um, maybe they'll change their tune though once Conor goes in there and fights Cerrone. If he goes and knocks Cerrone out, I think a lot of people will just be like, okay, whatever, just like let him be the standby guy. But at the same time, he doesn't want to fight in forever. So, yeah, I was a little like, uh, Scratch my head about this, but it doesn't make sense because Connor's such a big draw. So it is what it is. Um, Dana White, he's been doing a couple of interviews lately, ESPN, also UFC.com. His big regret, as far as matchmaking goes, is never booking Brock Lesnar against Fader Emelianenko. He says this is the fight he wanted to do uh, about 10 years ago. Never happened. He says this is his biggest regret. And it would have been a big fight. You know what's crazy, though? As much as it would have been a big fight 10 years ago, I still think that's a big fight. I still think Brock versus Fader is a big fight. Now, would it happen? Probably not, because Brock, if he does come back to MMA, I'm sure that the UFC has some sort of contract with him where he has to fight the UFC. probably can't go to Bellator. But imagine Bellator got Brock Lesnar to fight Fedor. That'd be a big fight, guys. Even in 2020, it's still a huge fight. These guys are still big names. Fader's still knocking guys out. Brock's still a big name. So never say never. It's MMA. We, I mean, we saw Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fight when they were, Chuck was like 50. So... You, know, you never know. I doubt this happens now. Ten years ago was much more likely, and I'm sad it never happened because, honestly, I would have loved to see that fight. Fedor is one of my all-time favorites, and Brock was one of the most dominant heavyweights in the sport for, for a couple years stretch there. So that would have been a big fight, but I still think it's a big fight. Don't think it happens. Fedor's in Bellator. He's on his world tour. He's only going to have a couple of fights left. He's going to retire. The UFC had the chance to sign Fedor multiple times. Never happened. Him and Dana White, they just clash. They don't get along. It didn't work out. Their personalities clash. And with Brock, he's obviously not fighting right now. And he had the USADA thing too. I don't even know if he could pass a drug test when he comes back. So it probably doesn't happen, guys. But like I said, never, you never say never. We've seen crazier things happen. We've seen fights that we never expected to happen finally happen years and years down the road. So very unlikely considering both guys are in their 40s now. And it's sad it didn't happen when they were in their 30s in their prime. But never say never because it's MMA and crazy, crazy things happen. All right, a lot of fight now to get to today. I'm going to start with the right away. All right, UFC Norfolk. This card got a few different fights. This is the Joseph Benavides, Davison, Figueredo card. It's got some fun fights here. Uh, first one here, Jan Kutalaba against 
Magomed Ankalev. So I like this fight. It's a fun one. Kutalaba is pretty entertaining to watch. He's uh, 15 and 4 in his career, 26 years old. In the UFC, he is 4 and 3. So he's been a little consistent, but he is coming off a nice win over Cleo Roundtree by knockout, which was a great win for him. He's actually won three of his last four fights. And if you look at his losses, the Misha Serkinov, Jerry Canyon, and Glover Teixeira. So those are some good fighters he's lost to. Obviously, his wins aren't that great. Kazimir and Eddie Gulov, Luis Harvick, Tisola, Jonathan Wilson, and then Khalil Roundtree. But the Roundtree win, I think, showed that he is improving his game. That was a big win for him. But he takes on Ankalev, who's like looked really good lately. He's 12-1 in his career. He's only 27, so another young guy. He's 3-1 in the UFC. After losing to Paul Craig by a last-second submission, that was just really pathetic the way he tapped out with one second left. Since then, he's won three straight fights. Looked really good. Beat Marcin Prachido, Klitsin Abreu, and Delka Lugaminbala. And he looked great in that last fight. That knockout in the third round picked up a performance of the night bonus. Looked amazing in that fight. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I do like uh, Magomed Ankalev, guys. I do think he wins this fight. I, I, I like him quite a bit. I think he's a really dangerous fighter. And I do believe that he probably does get his hand raised in this fight because uh, he's looked improved. And, you know, and I, and I honestly I was a bit of a hater against the guy after the loss to uh, Paul Craig, because I don't think you should be tapping out with one second left in a fight, but at the same time, he's looked improved since then, so good for him. All right, a couple other fights in that card. We got uh, this one. This is a fun one. Featherweight bow between Mike Davis and Giga Chicken Deasy. Someone actually posted this. Uh, Mar Marcel posted the picture of Mike Davis. He's got a crazy tattoo. It says, like, uh, like I am the pain, and, like, if you didn't do anything wrong, you wouldn't have to face this pain or something. It's crazy. Like, it's a cool tattoo. Go check it out if you guys can see it. Mike Davis coming off a nice win over Thomas Gifford. I mean, that was brutal. Like, just a devastating knockout win. Lost to Gilbert Burns before that, but no shame in that. Also lost to Sodi Yusuf on the contender series, but, man, he's looked good lately with the win over Thomas Gifford and then a couple other wins on island fights. And then Giga Chica Daisy coming off. Kind of a controversial split decision. Went over Brandon Davis. A lot of people thought he lost. He's won three straight fights, though. He's looked okay since then. So uh, I got to go with Mike Davis here. I think Mike Davis showed a lot in that Gifford fight. Like, it was a mismatch for sure. But still, I mean, the guy looked good in that fight. Chicka Daisy, I did pick him to beat Brandon Davis. But, like, it was kind of a lucky win, if you ask me. So we'll see what happens. Like, should be an interesting fight. But I do like Mike Davis a little bit in there. And uh, another fight here, we got Marcin Tibur against Sergey Spivak. This is a fun fight, too. In the heavyweight division, Marcin Tibura, 17-6. He has uh, overall record in the UFC of 4-5. and five. So not a great record in the UFC. He's actually lost four of his last five fights. So he's been struggling lately. Um, really tailed off. At one point in time, he looked like a serious contender, but it's really tailed off since then. And Spivak actually coming off a really nice uh, upset win over Ty Two Days. It was a big underdog there. Got the win. I did lose to Walt Harris, so that was obviously disappointing for him, but no one expected him to win that fight. And then beats Tuvesa as like I think of like a plus three fifty underdog. So he was a big underdog there. I don't know, it's a tough one to call because Spivak looks so good in the last fight, but I still think Tabur is a better fighter despite this losing skid. So I guess my lean would be a little bit towards Tabur. I mean, I, at some point I'm gonna have to stop stop picking this guy to win because I, I feel like I pick him all the time and he keeps losing, but I just think he's a decent fighter. I just think he's kind of run into a bad stretch here. We'll see what happens, though. If he loses, wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't. that's not the kind of fight I'd want to bet on. And the last fight for this card they wanted to mention was uh, – actually, that's all for that card. And then we'll go to UFC 248, Guido Canetti against Dana Batrigal. So um, the Guido Canetti's got to be one of the oldest guys in the UFC right now. He's like 40 years old. I'm surprised he's still on the roster, and this guy's been around forever. 
40 years old, record eight and four in the UFC, or excuse me, in MMA, and the UFC is just two and three. He's been competing in the Octagon since 2014, only has five fights. So this guy fights once a year, coming off a loss to Marlon Vera in 2018, hasn't fought in a while. And he takes on Batrigal, who did have a good fight against Alex Hang in his UFC debut. Really good fight. Um, he didn't lose. He lost the fight. He didn't win, but it was still a fun fight. And before I won a couple fights by knockout, I kind of lean towards Batrigal a little bit. But uh, Guido Canetti has a little bit more experience in the UFC. I just can't bet on a guy who's 40 years old. Last fight announcement, UFC Raleigh, Nick Lentz against Nad Naramani. Nick Lentz has uh, you know, definitely been kind of up and down in his UFC career. He was really a grinder at the beginning of his career and just kind of turned it around a little bit, turned into a bit of like a finisher, actually. Uh, three of his last four wins have been by finish, so he's started finishing fights. He is coming off a knockout loss against Charles Oliveira, which surprised a lot of people because Oliveira doesn't really knock anyone out. He did get knocked down in that last fight, and uh, that's it. So um, let's see here. Uh, Nad Nermani. He is. Nadir Manny is what two two and one in the UFC beat Khalid Taha and Anderson DeSantos and lost to Mike Grundy. So we'll see uh, what happens in this fight. I kind of like Nair Manny a little bit, but Nick Lance definitely can grind guys out. I'm just looking at the comments here. UFC two forty six idiot. What are you talking about, dude? I I don't think you're seeing it properly, man. Connor's the standby fighter for UFC 249, my friend. He's already fighting at 246. We already know that's going to happen, bro. He's the standby fighter for Habib and Tony Ferguson. Go read the article, bjpen.com. Dana Way confirmed the news. That's what I'm talking about in the title. He is fighting Connor. Donald Cerrone is fighting Connor in two weeks, yes, at 246. And Connor's the standby fighter at 249. So I don't think the title's wrong, but some, for some reason someone, someone does. Anyways, I want to go to the uh, reader questions here. Kevin Scott. Hi, Adam. Let's be honest. UFC 246 is the worst pay-per-view in several years. Okay, right on cue. There's absolutely zero divisional relevance in any fight. Only three fighters on the entire main card are even coming off wins. That's ridiculous. You know what? This guy's not wrong. Uh, Kevin's not wrong. It's not a great card. It's a one-fight card. Um, arguably two. The one fight, obviously, McGregor's strong. You don't know that's going to be a big fight. Just looking through the card, I, I mean... Okay, that's not fair to say. There's a few other good fights in this card. Um, Pettis versus Ferro. That's a really good fight. Barber and Modafferi. It's a mismatch, but I like watching Macy fight. Feely versus Yusuf. That's a fun fight. Um, Skelly Dawson's okay. Askarov, Elliott. Like, there's some good fights. So, you know what? I, I guess I disagree a little bit, Kevin. I don't think it's the worst pay-per-view we've seen. We have seen some pretty bad ones over the years. But uh, definitely not some great fights on here for sure. I mean, for instance, uh, Olenek versus Green is on the main card. That's not a main card fight, in my opinion, at this point in time, and on a pay-per-view. But I digress. I just think that Holm Pennington's a weak co-main event. I think they should have had another fight. But this card was booked on such short notice. It really was. They just kind of threw it together. So I can kind of understand why. Anyways, uh, just going through Kevin's questions here. Take away, take the names away, and the main event is a non-title fight between a celebrity who has won in three calendar years for some long to two 36-year-old journeyman who's coming off back-to-back. TKO losses who was only four and six his last 10. I feel like you're selling them a little short, Kevin. Connor is more than just a celebrity. He's a former UF double champion in the UFC. So I don't really agree with you uh, saying he's just a celebrity. He hasn't fought in three years. That's true. He did fight the uh well, he hasn't won three years. Yes, he's fought uh, what, like a year and a bit ago. So it's true he hasn't won a fight in forever. But Kevin, come on, we've we've seen worse. Like 
it's Conor McGregor. Of course, he's going to headline the card. And then the other comment about Cerrone, 36-year-old journeyman. Yeah, it's true. He is a bit of a journeyman, but he's, you know, it's 46 is last title. Okay, fair enough. But it's still uh, Donald Cerrone. I mean, he's still a big name. He's still one of the most experienced guys in UFC history. So um, I just feel like you're selling a little short, Kevin. I, I think it's a fine main, main event. Like, of course, it would be nice if Conor had been fighting more frequently, but he hasn't been, and he's got to fight at some point. So the, for me, the main event's not the problem here. It's kind of like just the, the depth of the card as far as the pay-per-view goes. Like, they raised the price, right? They raised the price for people to watch Conor fight. The other fights in this main main card, like home versus Pennington, he gets right into it. Co-main event features home versus Pennington, a rematch that nobody asked for, pitting two women pa- well past their prime. Home only two and five in the last seven, Pennington only having one win the past three years. I, this I agree with you completely on. Not a good fight. The first fight wasn't very good, and Holm and Pennington just really declined as of late. So I'm not interested in this rematch. And uh, just looking at the odds, like I do like Holly Holm quite a bit in this fight. Minus 135 right now. There's some good value there, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to that fight. But it could be a better opportunity, at least. Olenek versus Green is on the main card for some reason, I guess, because no terrible card would be complete without some terrible heavyweights taking the space. Oh, man. You know what? Like, again, this this is a prelim fight. This fight should be in the main card. It, it's kind of weird the way they've uh, booked the card. You guys can go see that. I think on Wikipedia they have it. But, yeah, they, the card placement's kind of weird. But um, that's not a terrible fight for a prelim. Just It's not a pay-per-view uh, main event card. Main main card, I should say. And then uh, I guess Claudia versus Grasso would be interesting. But we have one who's 3-2 in our last five versus one who is 2-3 in our last five. Between the two of them combined for just one two-fight winning streak in their entire careers. Grasso's a little bit overrated. Claudia hasn't really lived up to the hype. It's it's a it's an okay fight. Actually, I think this fight could be decent, to be honest with you. It could be a pretty fun fight, like an underrated fight. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they're not they're not serious contenders at this point. And your last comment here in the first fight in the main card is Anthony Pez, who hasn't won back-to-back fights in over five years. Four and seven out of time versus talented, but I don't fringe contender who's even diehards would have a difficulty picking up lineup. I, I personally love the Ferrer Pettis fight. This should have been the co-main event, in my opinion. Time to, to give Ferrer like a step up. The guy looked amazing as of late. So um I know what you're saying about Pettis. He's been very inconsistent in his career, especially lately. But I still think it's a good fight. I, I'm fine with watching that fight personally. Uh, I, I think it should have been the co-main event based on what else we have in the card. This card really could have used like one more good fight. But again, guys, it was booked on just like a month's notice. So really no shock that. It's not the greatest card. And his last comment here, Kevin's last comment, I know everyone will go nuts about this card because of Connor's return. If they're being honest, the card is terrible. And for those like myself who despise Connor for his various antics, both catcher on video, alleged via the press, the card offers nothing at all. I hope Cowboy wins because it will move the sport back in the right direction. You're not the only person who says that. By the way, there's a lot of people out there right now who are like really on Cowboy here. And uh, yeah, I was talking to my friend Aaron Bronstein. He made some good points. I think I talked about this last week, but he was like, you know, breaking down the matchup, okay, who's the better puncher? We know McGregor. Who's the better champ? McGregor. But then he's like, who's the better kicker? Cerrone. Who's the better submissioner? Cerrone. Who's the better ground game? Cerrone. Who's the better cardio? Cerrone. Who is more experienced? Cerrone. So there's a lot going in Cerrone's favor. But at the same time, I got to go with Connor. I do think it's a good fight, though. I'm excited about that fight. I just feel like you're selling the fight short, Kevin. I understand people like Connor and his personality. A lot of people don't. And for good reason. The guy's, you know, been screwing up a lot this year and last year, I should say. But Still a good fight. It's Conor McGregor. Anytime he fights, it's a big event. So I'm fine with the fight. Um, and I think that's all I'm going to talk about today, guys. I think that's it for the show. You guys can check me on Twitter at Martin. Also check me out at BJPen.com and MMA Rings on net. And of course, MMAOddsBreaker.com, our home. 
of the podcast, a lot of my articles. If you guys have any questions over the weekend, shoot them to me on Twitter or email. There is no MMA event really this weekend. So I hope you guys can uh, make it through the next two weeks till we get the next UFC car. It's nice to have a little bit of a break though. I think we all deserve it. So nice little break here. But until then, guys, I'll be back on Monday. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I'm, I'm looking forward to just relaxing this weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll be back Monday. Have a good one. Bye.